I don't see a red light. Well, if there's what they should make the light brighter. If, well, if it's recording, then how come I can't hear that it's recording? What? Just talk into the little hole. All right. This seems a very small hole to be a microphone. Does we're recording? We have limited tape. Oh, hello. I'm welcome to the recording of Detore Belordo Man of Science. I'm not home right now to be in the telephone. So please, if you wish to talk to me, leave your main and number. And I will uh, return to come on the phone with you. Ma- thank you for having a nice have a nice day, and leave your message at the beef. I think we nailed it, Bonaz. Bonaz, Bonaz, I think we nailed it. Bonaz, Bonaz, do I just hit this? Are you even in here? Hello, Dottore. I see I've got your answering machine. This is your noble grandfather, Doge Belordo, the celebrated champion of violence and Thane of Glasgow. Dottore, I call upon you today because my kingdom is in great peril. Since the rise of the blood moon last weekend, our land has been plagued by a great and murderous wyvern. The winged devil has savaged our horse pigs, harried our bumble geese, and frustrated our dick dicks. The great poets of Glasgow are so upset, they set their Pinterest boards on fire in a bad way. We've tried everything to stop the beast. Our holiest priests used their exorcism spells, but they were confounded by crippling monster moves. We sent Punching Jack, our most experienced knight. He fought like a younger man, but in the end he was decapitated, recapitated, and then decapitated again, but this time in front of a high-speed camera so you could see all the cool details in slow motion. And now we call upon you, Totore of the Clan Balordo, to use your accursed science to slay the creature. You must assemble a fellowship of your most trusted friends and allies to meet this foe on the field of battle. If you fail, Dottore, all is lost. Good luck and Godspeed. Now for you, dirty dishes. You thought you could escape me, eh? Taste my sponge! Washy, washy, pots and pans, cleany, cleany, by my hands, bubble, bubble, bee, 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 oh, what a fancy lad is me, oh, what a fancy lad, oh, what a fancy, oh, god damn it, I'm blowing up over here. and gentlemen, uh. <laughs> one take, one take. <laughs> Ladies and gentle hops, welcome to episode twenty-four of Blast Row Podcast, all about friendship. I'm your spokesmantis, Dottore Belordo, man of science, and today I'm enjoying the opportunity to sit. <laughs> 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 one take, one take. <laughs> 
And today I'm enjoying the opportunity to sit down in the pod chamber with two great felons who are not just friends of the show, they're also good friends of each other. Please welcome Andy North and Keith Hand. Thank you for having me, Dottore. Thank you for being here, Andy. And thank you for showing up today, Keith. Andy, where is Keith? He's running late. I'm nonplussed about this. I know, and I'm sorry. Blaster Podcast is a finely tuned machine. If one part is missing, then the whole thing turns into a big shit wreck over Fuck Canyon! I expected more from you, Keith! I'm Andy. Bah, bah, bah. Let's beat it out. Uh, here it comes. Beat, beat, beat. Come and check out the sweetest meat. Andy, do you like my feet? Andy, I won't be discreet. Huh? Not a good song, but... So where's Keith today? Did you lose track of him in the throng? <clears throat> he wasn't with me. Uh, actually, I rode up here with your idiot roommate. Oh, my he, idiot roommate! No, he dropped me off. I hate that man! Knock, 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 <laughs> knock, knock sound. Eh, what's that on my chamber door? Hold on, Andy. Get down. Andy, get down. Hello? Hello, Dottore? Keith and You are late! Get your tuchus in here! Sorry, Dottore. Have you, have you, have you seen Andy? Yeah, uh, hold on. Andy! Hello! <laughs> Reveal yourself. I was clinging to the ceiling like a speedra. Yeah, here he is. He's like a speedra man. Mm-hmm. Well, Keith, I'm sorry that you're late to the episode, for real. <clears throat> so welcome. Hey. This is Blaster Podcast, episode 24. My name is Will Torrey, below Domain of Science. We're talking about friendship. Sorry. Uh, my, name, my name is Keith Hand, and I'm here to talk about friendship. All right. My name's Andy North, and I'm here to talk about friendship. Well, guys... You guys have been selected from all of the children in the kingdom to represent friendship on this episode. Keith, are you burping? <laughs> yes. You can hide nothing from the microphone. <laughs> on the slide? <laughs> can we start over? Yes. Okay. Guys, you guys are friends, huh? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're friends? Yeah. Just friends. Huh? I have a lot of friends on my own, too. You know, you're not the only ones who have actual friends. So I have lots of them. And I thought, hey, I've got so many friends. I might as well talk with these friends about friendship. Well, sure. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. There's a luster in your eye, Keith. Yeah. You might not want to have your eyes delustrated. That doesn't sound very pleasant. I have an edition of the delustrated Garfield. It's boring. (laughs) I'm illustrating Keith's eyes right now. Hey, guys, let's talk about friendship. Let's do. You guys are friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith and I have been friends for three years. Keith was the first person I met when I moved to Chicago. Whoa. We're in Chicago? Yeah, that's where the pod chamber is. Oh, yeah, it hops around a bit. It's a drunk. Yeah, well, I, that's... That's not true, I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry, pod chamber. <laughs> I don't hurt me. Uh, so... <laughs> so you guys are friends. Uh, you met... So, uh, Keith, you met Andrew when he first moved on to Chicago. He stepped off of his train with his steamer trunk dragging behind him comically. And he said, excuse me, sir, can you help me find station 23 and 11? And you showed him how to walk through the wall. Yeah, it was really a tale for the ages. You helped him uh, discover the magic of the wizarding world of Chicago. Yep, yeah, pretty much. And what a magical city it is, really. What have you seen in Chicago that's been so magic? Um, This weekend was St. Patrick's Day. So on Saturday... I saw a young lady throw up on the train at 12.30 p.m., so that was nice. And um, she threw up as the train was approaching her? Because if I was getting absconded by a train, I might be so afraid I'd throw up straight on it before it bashed my head into my body. 
No, she wasn't on the tracks. She was in the train. Like she was perfectly safe. Oh, so she's right. getting if she's getting abducted she's by the train. Been, yeah, she's been sucked into the. Yeah, the train the pulls vacuole. her in like a vacuole. I feel like have either of you ever ridden a train before? Actually, I heard a song about it. Keith, um, kind of. I think one okay. way call train you never coming back. One way on a one way track. Seems like I should be getting somewhere. Right now I'm neither here nor there. Run away to oh, so never know what it's like. coming back. Yeah, yeah, sure, we know it's what it's like. <laughs> anyway, so it's not something to be scared of. She was just drunk. She had been well, shouting about Irish she... people for about ten minutes. <laughs> was she scared of being drunk? I don't think so. Did the Irish do that to her? No. Did the Irish do anything to her? No. Not as far as I know. I think she was just, uh, she had some opinions about Irish people, about what they're like, and she was bellowing them out loud. What did she say they're like? Was she like, they're illiterate? No, she, well, <laughs> that's oddly specific to Tori. <laughs> I said literate. That's a good thing. Jeez, you guys, watch some movies. <laughs> like Boondock Saints? Boondog Saints? That's what I think Irish people are. It's just You mean Americans doing Irish accents and shooting guys uh-huh. with toilets? That's my entire knowledge of the Irish people. Did they shoot a guy with a toilet? They dropped a toilet on a man. Could, yes, we, could we shoot a guy with a toilet? Sure. Who do you want to kill? Say it directly into the mic. Idiot roommate Mark. Okay, we're going to have to edit that out because I'm totally on board. we got to kill him with the toilet like right away. Does he listen to the podcast? Oh, yeah. He, he mixes it down. He has to rub it down so that all the high peaks aren't too, too pointy. It sounds like you guys are actually pretty good friends. We're not friends! Uh-huh. We have a civil relationship. You guys are friends? Yep. Yep. So you met each other when Amby moved to Chicago. He saw a magic thing. What is it that makes you guys friends instead of just strangers? Here's a good story. Here's a story from, like, one of the first times that we even went out. Speaking of, let's stay on the St. Patrick's Day track. Woo! We went out drinking together, I think, like, a week after I moved here. And I got a little bit too drunk, and I went into the bathroom of the bar and got sick into a urinal. Oh, that's not where the sick goes. I'm not proud of it, but then I, I came back it, out. It more appropriately goes in the urinal than it does on the floor of a train. True. So, oh, yeah. point Andy. So I'm in the right here. But then Keith went into that same restroom about five minutes later and came out and was like, somebody got sick in the urinal. <laughs> and I'm like, how gross. And, and that's why we're friends. And you used your bow tie to dab the vomit off your lips. That's precisely what I did. But yeah. then I told you the truth like a year ago. I think. So you held that secret in your heart of hearts? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes good friends. It'll eat your life. Secret? Yep, secrets. Weird. There's a lot of stuff I don't know about Keith. Like, for example, Keith, what's one of your biggest secrets that I don't know? Uh, well, I I like to wear... Exclusive. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> sorry, that was, that was a weird sound that just came out of the... I burped! It happens! Hot chamber walls there. It was odd. I really, really, really like to wear those... those Angel wings? Yeah, the food? Yeah, the angel wings cake. I love angel wings pasta. Yep, and I make a cake out of it, and I like to wear it. You wear... Wait, you wear food? Yeah. I wear food inside my body. I do both. Sometimes I wear it in my moustache, but that's by accident, Keith. No, I do it on purpose. You wear food? Wear food. A man can be an angel. I don't yeah. see why this has to be a secret. No, because I, I feel that I'm a wear food. 
Like you know, what? A wear food. A wear food? Like a night when what? the moon's out. When the when the when the moon's out. Uh huh. Moon's out, goons out. That's the rule. Yeah, moon's out, goons out. Keith turns into a cake. <laughs> uh, so you're a wear food. I guess, yeah. If you were a German, you'd pronounce it that way. Sure. And that's why we're friends, is because up until now, Andy didn't know that. I feel like you and you two are bonding much better than Keith, you and I ever have, because you just had like a whole 10 minute conversation that I did not understand a word of. Well, Andy, English is not your native language. No, that's absolutely true. I'm a Russian immigrant girl. I didn't know that either. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're learning new things. Oh, no, yeah, I'm a 14-year-old Russian immigrant peasant girl. Russian immigrant girl, come and lose control. What do you think that that song was about, Doris? I think it was about a Russian immigrant girl? Exactly. It's about Andy Andy North. Andy, why do you look like a man, though? Uh, No no offense. Great question. (laughs) Let me answer that in a way that's not offensive to the Russian people. Or women. Good luck. What is this, a window? Let me just jump right out of No! Friendship. You still haven't told me what it is that is about this other guy that somehow forges the invisible bonds of human relationship. It's hard to talk seriously about friendship because it makes you vulnerable because what makes you Like a woman. Okay, well... Dressed as a man. You just told us you wanted an honest answer and then you interrupted it is me being a woman dressed as a man. I'm a hardcore journalist. <laughs> you're very good. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's it's you're trusting somebody else basically to have your back and to not hurt you. So you trust your friends. Yeah. Yep. And you can be vulnerable in front of them in a way that you couldn't be in front of a stranger because they'll have your back. Because you don't know if a stranger, when you open yourself up, when you expose your tender belly to a stranger, you don't know if they will pat your belly soothingly. Or whether they will strike with their fangs. Mm-hmm. Correct. If that stranger's a werewolf. A werewolf, please, Andy. Sorry. Those guys are jerks. Yeah. But if it's a friend, there you you gradually over the course of I mean, months or years or whatever, you learn that in those types of situations this person is going to back you up rather than take advantage of your weakness. Correct. So a friend is somebody who just defends you? Mm. Yes. I would say uh, there's some mutual benefit to it, right? So, you know, it's not only somebody that defends you, but it's also like in the case of, of Andy and I, I think that we work very well together because of our bond of friendship that when we are talking about different ideas for a show, like we can throw out some really terrible ideas and we trust that the other person isn't going to be critical. They're, they're going to be honest with you. They're going to be kind to you, but they're not going to laugh at you no just for clarification when you say work on a show you guys produce a show a live theater show together live james yeah we produce uh live game shows we have a group called the planetary defense force and we create shows together we've been working together on that for since april 2011 oh god so in addition to having each other's backs and not teasing each other when you share ideas with each other. You also do an activity together. You perform the Planet of the Defense Force. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a way of having somebody else in the world that has the same goals as you do. Kurt Vonnegut had the idea of a uh, caress. What? Have you ever heard of that? Like a tender embrace? No. Oh. It's a word that he made up, I think. But it was uh, the idea that there are other people in the world who you may not like and you may not get along with, but who have the same 
goals as you do, like want the same things as you do, that would be like on your team in a way. And a friend is like that, except that you like them. You like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find their presence stimulating. Okay, so <clears throat> friend is someone you can do activities with. They have your back. They're not jerks to you when you tell them ideas. And you find them scrimulating. What is a scrimulating quality in another person? Well, for Keith, I like that uh, he's uh, smart and funny. And we have the same sense of humor and a lot of the same interests. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that I find scrumulacious about him. Yep. And he's really easy to talk to. Uh, we hold conversations very, very fluidly. A lot of people that I am not friends with can... I can classify them that way because they are difficult to have conversations <laughs> I know, right? How odd. Well, sometimes it can be awkward to talk to people or it's an effort to carry on a conversation with someone. You feel like you're filling time, Dottore. Um, I'm not time to Torre, I'm regular to Torre. Is there a time to Torre? <gasps> Did we talk to him? He is legend. No, you cannot talk to time to Torre. Keith. Can, can I ask why? Can you, you can ask why. Why? Well, you asked, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Good. Could you, do you, have do you feel like it's out of your system? No, You're going to stop being behaving like a tiny child of a dog? No, I'm a hard, hard crumb journalist. You're a hard crumb journalist? Hard Are crumb. you Harvey Crumb? No, hard crumb. Are you Harvey Mudd? Are you going to sell me a small furry beast? How much would you pay for it? Enough. Okay, I'll give you all my gold. Please, just sell me the beast. You hear it? Uh, we'll work out the details later. Hooray! Detroit. I'm a consummate beastsman. You're asking a lot of questions about friendship. Do you... I mean, what are some examples of some people that are your friends? My, uh, Cool Dottore. Yeah, what do you like about him? Oh, he's great. Cool Dottore is like my exact genetic duplicate, except he's a little bit cooler, so doesn't mess up as many words. Why would you make an exact genetic duplicate cooler than you? Wouldn't you want to be the cool one? I'm cool. It's just uh, the way the cloning machine works is it makes the clone a little bit cooler than you. How many clones have you made? One of clones. I mean, that I let live. One of clones. Yeehaw. Do you hang out with Cool Dottore? No! I mean, you know, sometimes I'm like, he'll like come home and I'll be like, Hey, Brody, what's going on? What's shaking? Let's hang out. Hey, you want to set something on fire? I got some stuff we can set on fire. But he's normally like, oh, cool. You know, I, I'm going to go hang out with Tina for a little bit, but maybe later. And then I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> and, uh, See, that sounds more like an association to Tori. An association to Tori? <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> I hate that guy. He sounds more like an acquaintance. Yeah. Oh, but Andy, our friendship is deeper than time. Because uh, he lives in the podcast. Okay, I'm back on time to Tori now. I hate time to Tori. <laughs> Leave time to Tori out of this. That's weird. It's off-putting. So, okay. So that would be a good example of somebody you don't want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to be friends with most people. I'm such a sophisticate, you see. I'm above them all. <laughs> Let's all talk about somebody we don't want to be friends with. Okay. Three, two, one. My idiot roommate, Mark. President Barack Obama. Steven Tyler. Nice. All right. <laughs> but I like oh, sure. Hey. <laughs> Hey, friends. Hold hey, Dottore. I find that it was illuminating when you talked about your friendship. It was, it felt vulnerable. Like, Vul- like a snake bite? Like a snake bite. But to actually talk about what you like about, like, another person. 
makes it sound like you were like in love with them. Do you think it makes you feel like you're uh, closer, or now you have a weird barrier between you? Makes me feel closer. Closer. Good. That's the point of Blaster Podcast, guys. It's good for your heart. Uh, but you know what isn't good for your heart? What? The episode 24, Andy and Keith, all about friendship lightning round review! Brought to you by Pritos! We'd love to make friends with your mouth. Now, boys, normally the lightning round review is a crash corpse in science. But today it is about crashing into your fellow man. Today in the pod chamber we have Keith and Andy, two people who I've decided are best friends. (laughs) We're going to see how much these friends really know about each other by making them compete for my approval. They'll take turns answering questions about the other one, and whoever gets the most right at the end of the game lives. Alrighty, boys, are you ready for the lightning round review? Yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I will. Okay. I will direct each question to its intended occupant. Here we go. Andy, mm-hmm. what is Keith's favorite summertime jam? Uh, marmalade. Correct. You know it. Keith. Yes. What food does Andy simply refuse to eat? Bananas. Correct. Andy, what is Keith's most dangerous habit? His hands turn into claws when he gets angry. Correct. Keith, how many goldfinches did Andy swallow his freshman year of college? Uh, that is a trick question to Tori. They were not goldfinches, they were bronze finches. Correct. Andy, at Keith's wedding, how many beloved characters got unexpectedly pole-armed? Six. Correct. Keith, what is Andy's biggest fear commitment? His biggest fear commitment? Correct. (laughs) Andy... How many of our agents are you willing to trade for the release of your precious Keith Hand? Six. Correct. Keith, does it surprise you, Keith, to know that I've been playing you for a fool from the very beginning? Yes and no. Correct. Andy, how many toes is Keith going to have to lose before he tells us what we want to know? Half a dozen. Correct. Keith, where is the rebel base? I'll tell you, but you've got to let Andy live. Correct. Hey, good job, everybody. We're friends. Yay! Who won? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. One of us gets to live, you said, so. You, you said one of us, yeah. I say a lot of things. Let's take a selfie. No. <laughs> cool. Are you cool, Dottore? No, I'm not cool, Dottore. I was talking to Andy. Oh. Are you cool, Dottore? No. I thought you were a little Ruxpin girl. I've got a lot more hair than cool Dottore does. Yeah, but you're treating him like cool Dottore does. What? Which is that he's striving for your attention, and you're just saying no. No. I got standards. So does Cool Tori. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys! Hi, Tori. Hi, Tori. I haven't seen him since college. <laughs> guys! What is friendship? Keith, do you want to take this one? Sure, absolutely. I would say that friendship is a relationship between two people that uh, is mutual. But not physical. I think that's an important thing because Keith and I, while friends, rarely kiss. Andy, who are you trying to convince? We don't kiss. You don't kiss on the mouth. I don't really kiss. I mean, it's not a part of heterosexual friendship between men. Have you made a kissy face at him? Yeah. Have you pretended to kiss him? Yes. Have you kissed him on the cheek? Yes. Wetly? Well, he has a beard, so it's absorbent. It yeah. is an absorbent beard. Yeah, it, it, it does kind of lap it up. I'm trying to put more beards on babies. As a scientific goal, oh. or... You know, that's a good idea as well. I am a scientist, I guess. Why, why are you idea. putting beards on babies? Uh, because I need to absorb more of their moisture. Oh. More of their moisture. Because you're kissing them too much? I don't kiss a baby. Detore. I don't kiss a baby. What's your favorite part about kissing a baby? 
Oh, uh, probably the mouth. Oh, oh, hi, oh, you got me, you guys. Look, kissing a baby is just easier than kissing a grown lady. They can't get away as fast. Right, and then you can steal the candy from them afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. I'm surprised there's not a law against it. There aren't any babies in the legislature, so who would be making... Yeah. Right. No right, representation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big problem. Babies are losing rights left and right. People are allowed to take their poop off of their butt and throw it away. And then wipe them down with a moist toilet. And they can't do anything. To keep it? No. Why would you keep the poop? Look, if somebody walked up to you and grabbed your poop out of your poopy butt, wouldn't you feel a bit upset? Wouldn't you feel the slightest bit upset? No. No. I'd say, thank you for taking care of my poopy butt. Are they a wizard of some kind? Keith, as men, that, that is the closest we get to childbirth. Someone comes and takes it from you. Wait a minute. Where do you think babies are born from? A butt. No. A mom butt. And no, it's a toy. Are you comparing... Mom butt number five. Oh, yeah. You're alone in this space, man. Mm-hmm. I don't want a mambo. Oh. I don't want a mambo. I didn't even realize I was mamboing. I thought you were Ken doing. But I think that's an important aspect of friendship is that there's really no physical component. Like, that the minute you cross that line, then it's a loving relationship. Well, don't you smash hands with your friends? High five? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys. Hey, get a room. Physical affection, I should say. Although I guess maybe that's physical affection. High five is a physical affection. Or you hug your friend? I mean, I I guess the difference is that I'm... I'm not sexually attracted to Andy. What? <laughs> I know this is exclusive. <laughs> like I like Andy. I like him as a as a dude. He's fun to talk to. My best bro. Of course. But I'm not sexually attracted to you. But see, now that's interesting. Have you never been friends with somebody who you're sexually attracted to? I feel like you can be sexually attracted to a person that you're friends with as long as you're not acting upon it. That changes the nature of your relationship. Okay, yes. before we get into that. Because we're going to get into that. We're going to get in. We're going to jump ass deep into that river. Okay. All right, boys. But before we talk about that, can a friend love another friend? How would you define love, Dottori? Love, Dottori. <laughs> I've never seen such a, such a beast. I'm a little bit afraid of the concept entirely. Love is like what you do with food. You Love is something you need, Keith. So if you love somebody, you need them. You can't be without them for more than like 24 horrors. Otherwise, you feel bad in your tummy and you feel weak and sad. And then the next time you find them, you stuff their whole body down in your mouth without even chewing. And then they become part of you. They become part of you. Well, that's definitely not how I feel about Keith, but I would say that I love Keith. Yeah, I, I don't know that I ever have felt that way about another human being. You're married, though. Don't you feel that way about your wife? Gobble, gobble. Not Dottori's definition. You don't want to, when your wife comes home, devour her, as described like by Dottori just now? I do not want to adsorb her, no. So anyway, what? I was just going to say that, uh, I mean, Andy and I, you know, we're both very busy people. We go... Long stretches of time sometimes where we don't get to have a, a long conversation, but, you know, it's not like I go home at the end of the night and I'm like, 
wringing my hands because I didn't get to talk to Andy. I like talking to Andy, and I never want to drift apart with our friendship. But I feel, you know, I love, I love him, but I... But you don't need him. He's a useless chap. <laughs> no, that's an important part of friendship, too, though, is can you be apart for a while and then come back together and, like, pick up from where you left off? Guys, I got friends from, like, 15, 20 years ago. Where it's like, the minute we get back together, it's like, we never stopped. Except now they've got a baby. Yeah. Right? Is she single? No. Oh. Does she have a beard? Well, yes. No. Well, gentlemen, the geeks described love as having three of varieties. Agape, which is a broad-reaching love, like my love for all food. Eros, which is love for sexual partners. And philia, love for family and friends. What's agape, then? If I love my family and friends, and I love a romantic partner, I don't feel like I've got love for... Would that be, like, other people? Ain't got no love for this home. (laughs) Well, it's not like you're riding on the train and you see a girl vomit, and you're like, I love you as another human being. But is it more the the abstract? Yes. Really? I think as a person, you, yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to see her get killed. No, I suppose. If she got, like, attacked by spiders, I would stomp on them. Whereas if she were a spider... A spider go on there, and you saw a widow spider, and it was throwing up. You'd be like, "We need to kill it." If I saw a widow spider uh, throwing up, I would definitely take it home with me. You take it home with you? A, a widow spider? Are you a Buddhist? A widow itty bitty spider? Yeah, widow spider. It is not okay. It's mean. It's vomiting. It doesn't matter if it's vomiting. It probably got drunk because it's a criminal. Have you ever heard of the widow spider? No. It is a piece of jerk. It robbed me. It punched me with its eight little legs fiercely about the face and took us. It seems adorable. I mean, it is the widow spider. Yeah, well. It was bad times. It was on an earlier episode. Yeah. Listen to Blaster Podcast Shaolin Kung Fu episode, and you'll see how nice that widow spider was. Or uh, Blaster Podcast Arachnids and a Leslie. But I mean, like, if I said, I love New York, is that agape? No! Well, do you really love all of New York? If you saw like the New citizens? York vomiting on a subway, as would it often does. stomp on it? Is it or Widow would New York? Save it. No, it's just normal New York. If it's normal New York, no. If it's Widow New York, yes. Uh, we were in New York together. Keith and I went to New York together. Yeah. Gross! What were the circumstances? We, were, uh, we took a, a game out there that we had created uh, to present it at a festival called the Come Out and Play Festival. Uh, you should listen to Blaster Podcast Go to Mars uh, episode if you want to hear me plug it. That went really well. And when we were in New York, it was great to have Keith along because I was very scared getting around New York. And I thought, if we ever get into any trouble, Keith will have my back. And we can face off muggers together. We went to the docks at night, and as far as we knew, there was nobody else there. Do you remember how scared we were, Keith? Yes. And then we found people there, and we were even more scared. That was <laughs> super weird. Yeah. New York is a weird city. I love New York. Do you? Do you want to kiss it? I'm just saying I love New York just because Blaster Podcast is real big in New York. Now, speaking about love, <clears throat> here's something interesting that I figured out through an article that I had read to me through a movie. Uh, you can fall in love with someone who doesn't love you back, but you cannot be friends with someone who does not reciprocate the friendship. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you! So it's like you and Cool Dottori. Cool Dottori. Again with Cool Dottori? I mean, it's my show. It's not Cool Dottori's show. I mean, if he wants it, he, I'll help him to, you know. Yeah, he could, I guess he could have it, but that's my, I'm Dottori. I'm Dottori. I'm 
handed to her. That's interesting. But can you, would you say that you're, mm, if you're in love with somebody who doesn't love you back, is that love? I don't think, that, I don't think it's real love. No. I think that is an intense attraction. A fatal attraction. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. Depends on how often you're having those attractions down on the docks. And how hard you shake the baby when you kiss it. Hello. Hello? I remember when I was in high school, we learned about different types of friendships. And I happen to have some notes here in front of me that were given to me. Interesting. Earlier. Yeah. But that brought that back. Where you, There are friendships that are... There are different types of friendships as well. You can have a friendship of pleasure. Yes. Which is a friendship you're friends with somebody because it brings you pleasure. There's a friendship of utility where you get some sort of benefit from being friends with somebody else. Like, what's an example? Like, I'm friends with a plumber because I like to shirt a big stone every once in a while and I need someone to knuckle it out of that tube. That's awful. But yeah, okay. Or friendships. I don't think you'd be friends very long. Why? A plumber is designed to knuckle shirts out of tubes and around tight joints. Keith, if you had a shirt in a tube, I would knuckle it out for you. Yeah, like once or twice, but if I kept calling you, because I mean, I I put a lot of insurance in shoots. Oh. You should get uh, insurance insurance. Vandy! Yep. You got friends of pleasure. You got friends of utilitoire. Is there any other kind of friendship? And the other one was friends of virtue. So you admire somebody, the type of person that they are, and that's why you're friends with them more than you maybe like them or share common interests. It's like they're a person who is who you admire and that you want to hang out with. Now, to me, that seems more like being a fan rather than a true, what I often think of as a friend. Yeah, to me too. I think all friendships have aspects of those three things too, though, right? Yeah, like, you know, it's hard to be friends with someone who you find diaboscopal. Right. And would you be, would you even consider somebody a friend if they were just a utility friend? Like if you only called them when you needed like a ride? Right, he wouldn't be a real friend. I mean, these almost sound like these are the way friendships start. Oh. Like, you're a friend because I kind of need you, and then I hang out with you because I asked you to get my shirts out of my pipes, and then next thing you know, I've actually got things in common with you, and I'm a friend of pleasure with you. Sure. Friend of pleasure sounds so ominous, too. Yeah. Well, I think there are very few people who are enemies of pleasure. I'm a friend of pleasure, I'm a friend of science, and I'm a friend of justice. Oh, Sorry. I remember we fought the enemies of pleasure one time. Do you remember? Yeah. It was a formative event in our friendship. In Planetary Friends Force? Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Let's get into the real meat and butters of this. All right. Put on your helmets. Turn your mining lights on. And let's dive into this phosinological phenomenon. Okay. Ah! Guys. I'm sorry. Okay. Why does friendship exist? I think one of the main things is, as Andy's been talking about, it's it's uh, mutually beneficial to your protection. I've got Andy's back. I know Andy's got my back. So if we ever were in New York surrounded by street toughs, mm-hmm. and those street toughs wanted my wallet, uh, I think we all know that I would give them my wallet. <laughs> but I'd hit him with a bow staff first. That's why we both carry bow staffs. Yep. Oh, I was wondering about that. You're like the bow bros. Yep. Yes. Bow bridges. Oh, yeah. So, okay, on a biological level, a friend is another set of manos y brazos to fight against los peligrosos infidelis. I think so. Because compared to other animals, people aren't really that great at anything, except (laughs) that we're smart and we can coordinate. Like, if Keith was in a tree and a tiger was chasing me, Keith could drop a net on it or something. Who's a net? It's a lady we don't like. 
Oh yeah, dropping dropping around tigers all the time. Mm-hmm. She's a tiger bomb. Dropping she, tigers, dropping knowledge. She is a proficient tiger wrestler, though. Is that? Do you agree with that? She's assess- not real. What? Do you agree with that assessment, Dottori, or do you disagree? Oh, with with our assessment of why friendships exist. You asked. You said we were the biological getting... biological imperative. Of As course. a scientist, I'm interested. Right. As a scientist, of course I do. Of course. Oh, okay, great. Uh, what else do friends offer us? I mean, because I could hire some goons to protect me. Do you really trust those goons? Yes, I give them gold. Gold. I guess that's a fair, fair assessment. So what else does a friend do other than physical support? Like emotional support. Ooh. Like what if you're having a down day and you can go to your friend and be like, I'm having a down day, and that's a person who's going to care. If you go up to just like an acquaintance or somebody else at work and you're like, I'm sad today. And then that idea is like, I have a lot of projects that I'm working on. Right. Here, read this. That sounds like a bird lady. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's like to go to work. I just assume they're all bird ladies. Doesn't sound like you've met a woman before either. I've met a woman. Oh, really? What was her name? Her name was Flagrance <laughs> Counter. Flagrance counter? Yeah, and she stood in the shop behind all these weird bottles of potions, and she was like, sir, can I help you? Are you lost, sir? And I was like, why, what have we here? Me think I have found a smelly damsel. And she's like, I'm not smelly. In fact, I'm the, rather the opposite. And I was like, well, you're, you know, potato, potato. Were you dabbing sweat off your corpulent brow? Of course. Good. Yeah, it was, it, was the, it was the middle of November. It was hot out, you know? <laughs> Alright, this story checks out Yep, uh, yeah, I see it, okay I'm sorry, I retract the uh, statement Thank you So, emotional support if you're having a down day mm-hmm. Downward uh, facing day <laughs> The other thing is uh, you, you provide validation for each other What is validation? Validation is, hey, I am starting to question Whether or not I am a worthwhile sack of meat oh if you're having an existential crisis yeah, having an existential crisis you you say hey andy i'm having an existential crisis 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 and uh he says no nah, it's cool buddy you got a face and then i'm like right i got a face and it's then, great that that's all it takes to reassure you also i'm very easy to reassure i'm pretty sure you don't know what an existential crisis is oh exigential Existential crisis. Keith has your typical no-face fear scenario, where he wakes up in the middle of the night and has to uh, clutch his own face to his chest to make sure that it's still there. I think that's why he has the beard, is because it's like, oh, this only grows on a face, therefore I have it. Yeah, I've got a self-face blindness. (sighs) A beard is like a highlighter for a face. Correct. Thank you. Correct! Wow! No, I'm having an existential crisis. Let me touch your face. Okay. Ow! Your face is really warm. I can't... I feel like I can't pull my hand off now. It is. It is sunken into one of your fleshy folds. Blarg. <laughs> your skin is adhesive. Nothing escapes the blob. <laughs> oh, no! Haroo! Ah! All right, gentlemen. I'm going to ask you something. That might be a little bit controversial. Are we going to put our minor hats back on? Nope. I'll put on a bit of this cushion. Thank you. Wait, that's not a cushion. That's my pawns! <laughs> it migrated all the way over here. Sorry. I'm going to hit it with this broom. Oh! Ow! Stop it! There oh. we go. Oh! Whew! Ah, haven't felt something in the pause in a long time. Thank you, oh, Andy. No, no, yeah, You're no, a true no, friend. No, 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 no. Boys! I'm going to ask you something that might be a little bit controversial. All right? So don't freak out with okay. your liberal arts education. All right? Can men and women truly be friends? What? What do you think, Keith? Yes. 
Andy, what's your answer? Yes. Well, we answered it. Men and women can be friends. Here's the thing, though. Okay. Oh! Part of your friendship is based on physical attraction, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual friendship. Really? No, no, that's not the case. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, though. you know what? This is... Okay. This is something interesting. You don't... Yeah, you don't see people of very disparate attractiveness levels being friends. Exactly. You like, tend to be friends with people that are the same attractiveness level as you. Like, okay, forgive me, but when I saw that movie is Monsters, Inc., and they had the pretty, furry, big uh, monster friends with the stupid little green one, I was like, I don't believe this for a second. This took me right out of the movie. Are you using Monsters, Inc. as your example right now of... Yeah. Friends of various attractiveness level? Yeah, is Monsters, it? Inc. was a great book, and I watched it in movie form. Sure. No, okay. <clears throat> Do you think that's a real thing, that people stick with their own uh, sort of level of physical qualities? Or am I just shallot? No, I think so. What do you think, Keith? I think so. You can't go to the same clubs if you're with somebody who's way more attractive than you are. Why? Because they won't let you in. Happened to me one time. You were with somebody who's super attractive. You went to a club with them, and then the club guard said, No, you're too ugly. You're too ugly. To come into the club. He said, take a powder, ugly. Yes. And then he pushed you down into the gutter. The club was in Victorian England. Uh He told me to take a powder. He knocked me in front of a hansom cab. Uh Uh-huh. And then I got And the hansom cab was aghast, because you smeared your ugly face on it. Exactly. I I have a feeling that if you had really, really far apart on, you know, just general physical attractiveness, there's always going to be a tendency for... For the, the less attractive person to do more things for the more attractive person. Oh. So I don't know that that, you know, you might have friendship-like qualities to it, but I always feel like you're going to go above and beyond for the, the hotsy-totsy lady down the street, you know, who's uh who's well, Are we still talking about friendship? Yeah, but like, you know, you're like your neighbors, your friends, whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, you're going to do more for her than you would for somebody else, and she's not really going to do as much for you. So mm-hmm. it becomes a lopsided friendship. Now, it's almost as if being attractive and being friends with you is enough of an act of service that you need to make up the difference somehow. Right. Like you've either got to have a really great personality or a car. <laughs> so, Wow. But it sounds an awful lot like a romantic relationship, doesn't it? Yes. And I feel like if you are friends with somebody who is of equal attractiveness to you, and you like them enough to want to be friends with them, I think the natural tendency is that there's going to be like some sexual tension there. Are we talking about between men's and women's? Yeah. And this isn't a gender normative frame, ladies and gentlemen. We realize that there's a whole gamblet of sexual preferences out there. We're talking about friendship between men and women, Uh, typically heterosexual men and women. Is it a real thing? Or is it just biding time until you figure out that you're romantically suitable or you'll never be romantically suitable? You just hang around until you can pounce in a moment of weakness. You can pounce? Mm-hmm. We can pounce if no, we want no, to. No, 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 Leave yourselves Keep it behind. <laughs> your friends don't pounce and if they don't Okay, pounce, bring it over here. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're friends now. Soon the spores will get into your system. Yeah, let me help. Let me help. No. Oh. Oh. Why did you have his back? We're friends, but even if you are sexually attracted to somebody, like you're obviously attracted to Tori right now. Of course. How, how much his pawns is on you? That's not why I'm red. Nope, that's a typical skin irritation that'll happen after exposure to the pores. I feel like I need penicillin. Oh, I got some of that. No, I don't want it's it. In this little crevice of the pond. <laughs> Stop. Go ahead. In. <laughs> it smells like soup. Coochie cooch. Stop. 
<laughs> okay, so we determined men and women can be friends. Did we? That was easy. Yeah, that was the first thing we said. Yeah, but I feel like there's always just going to be that tension there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's okay, the part I okay. forgot about. The sexual tension. Mm-hmm. You forgot to mention the tension. I still have a Lobongo. I don't play it very much anymore. I got one. Anyway. Can I see your Lobongo? No, Keith, you are my friend. I would not show you my Lobongo, though would take it to the next level. Would you show Cool Dottori your Lobongo? Oh, of course. Cool for anything for Cool Dottori. <laughs> but that's a thing, right? Somebody mentioned that in something I was reading the other day about how when Harry met Sally is an example of it's like there's this myth that then just having sex would turn a friendship into a relationship. Relationship. And that's the only line. But I, and I feel like society kind of views the same sex friendship that way, at least American society. They view a suspicion like it could collapse at any moment. Mm-hmm. House of Cards. But the I, cards are good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that a lot of it is cultural. I think there, there is a lot of cultural pressure for these things, for what is norm, normative, what is not normative. Because you can look at other, other cultures uh, where it is normal for male friends to hold hands, for instance. Oh, yeah. Uh, Why don't we move there? Because it's probably hot. Yeah, sounds like it. Real hot. Everyone died of hand-related bacterial infections. <laughs> I have a friend who's half-orcish, and he hates women. He doesn't think the men and women can be friends at all. Did you say half orcish? Yeah, he's a half orc. And he's a real friend? Yeah. Well, that's his opinion, I suppose. Yeah, I guess you're entitled to the it. The orcs have a colorful and storied history. They have their own culture. It's true. Yeah. We have to respect everyone's different cultural beliefs, even if they are a bloodthirsty orc. Yeah. Half. Guys! What ends a friendship? Betrayal. Oh! Okay, so what could possibly be such a betrayal that it would be big enough to uh, uh, make hanging out with the, your bro not fun anymore? Okay, so let's say we were in New York. Gang of aforementioned street toughs. They jump me. Oh, a jumpy gang. A jumpy gang. They come out. I give them my wallet. Stompy, stompy. Pumpy, pumpy. Jo- I'm sorry. Jumpy, jumpy. Thank you. Uh, no pumpy, pumpy. <laughs> Rubby, rubby. <laughs> Get your pawns out of here. Oh, sorry. My pawns has a schmind of its own. Anyway, if Andy, instead of hitting them with a bow staff, left me to fend alone, and I ended up in the hospital with stab wounds, I would probably feel pretty betrayed. Yeah, if you learn like that you can't rely on that person, then, yeah, I feel like that does the same amount of damage to your relationship that, you know, it's a delicate thing. Oh, it's like the vulnerability that you talked of earlier. Yeah. If you open your chest to someone, and then they use your chest rays against you in a a trustful way, then it hurts you, and you don't trust them anymore. You feel even double angrier because you open up to them. Right. And it takes you a while to build up that trust. You know, you wouldn't call somebody your best friend if you'd only known them for like two days. Right. That would be foolish. Why would someone do that? How how long was it for Cool to Tori before you told him? That, it, that he's my best friend? Yeah. Like, I don't know, a day and a half. He's well, the exception, though. That's he different. Is. I like him so much. Sure. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad because I told him to shut up in the last microsode. That must have felt like a betrayal. Oh, of course. That's why he's been so aloof and hanging out with popular people at the clubs. So betrayal ends friendships. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can friendships end in any other way? Bonin. Bonin? Or bone out. I prefer bone out. 
friendships because they're easier to chew through. Oh, what's going on with this conversation? Remember, my my idea of love is to shove something in my mouth real hard until I yeah. absorb it. You can change the dynamic of a relationship if you uh, are physical. You mean if you get into a fist fight? Yep. Or if you get into a bone fight? A kiss fight. If you give someone a six-gun piss, <gasps> I mean kiss. <laughs> Either one. It's going to end your friendship pretty quick. You give someone a six-finger piss. Let's, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves about ending friendships with six-gun pisses, because, guys... You, you, got, a, you got a super soaker, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying, it wouldn't end the friendship, Andy. What is wrong with you two? You two are bonding much more than you and I ever have, Keith. Yeah, well, I tried. I rubbed my pants on you. You still haven't come around at Detore's side you, of the fence. Do you want to know why I was late today? Why? Yeah, why? Because I was held underneath his ponds for like 15 hours. You were under him? Yeah. Guilty as charged! Betrayal! No, not betrayal. I was absorbed. He was, I absorbed him. I'm sorry, Andy. He created, I betrayed your trust. He created a little vacuel. He was like, get in here for a hug. I came in for a hug. Whoop. Whoop. And next thing I know, I'm in the fat folds. Negative space, cavitation. All of a sudden, his beard is pressed hard up against my spore emitter. I need to get out of here. Well, you can run, Andy, but it won't take long before the spores start to permeate your barn. And then you'll be thinking of Detore. 24-7. All gogs go to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, people, quiet down. As you all know, I'm Detore Bolordo, man of science. Thank you. So my grandfather is in trouble in a Scottish castle, and I need to make some new friends to help him fight the wyvern who is plaguing his land. So today we're having friend auditions. I hope you wore something you can move in. Okay, first guy, wow me. Hiya, my name is Horse Whiskers. I'm a rootin' tootin' son of a bitch, and if you have any kids in a 500-yard radius of your house, you gotta tell me. Next! Hi, I'm Saint Spinkick. I like to teach my friends and neighbors the benefits of a virtuous life through Christ the martial arts. Observe my crosshook, my flying Judas, the baptismal elbow, full resurrection. Next! My name is Tablet. I'm not a very well-formed kind of guy, but most of my liquids made sauce down on the bus before I got here. Next! I'm Handsome Manson. I'm gonna stop your heart with my good looks. <laughs> also with my bare hands. Next! I am Emperor Penguin, Lord of the Flightless Avioids. Feed me a fish! Oh, I like this guy. What's your friend qualifications? I slide upon the earth like the bastard child of the great god Mercury in the popular entertainment game Crocodile Mile. Bear witness to my slide. Ugh. This is a different type of ice than I've ever known. It's linoleum. 100% of my ribs have collapsed. Okay, Emperor Penguin, you're in. Go wait in the battle van. Oh, happy day. Ow. Oh. Now go to the battle van. All right. <laughs> hey, friends. Hello. Hey, Anybody have a clock on their watch? Yes. What time is it? 
Nine. Shut up! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Don't... Is that butt plugs? I'm sorry? It's time for butt plugs? No, it's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs. Butt plugs, yeah. What? Keith, no, not butt plugs! Keith, I don't need any help closing it off down there. I have a quirk. <laughs> oh, cross. What? Sometimes the old ways are the best. There was never a way that involved corking up your bottom. There was a way. It is an ancient way. It is forbidden to, for me to tell you. I must show you. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, it's time for plugs. What do you guys have to plug? We have got a show called Dodgeball Dungeon, which is Dungeons & Dragons played with dodgeballs. That's going to be performing at noon on Saturdays at the Comedy Sports Theater here in Chicago. Beginning April 12th, that will go through the end of May. That is a uh, an adventure game show where uh, audience members go... On a fantasy adventure, they play Dungeons and Dragons, but with dodgeballs. That's great. They fight monsters. You can also check out our website, theplanetarydefenseforce.com, or follow us on Twitter, at PlanetaryDF. Well done, brosives. Well, I'm going to plug something real quick. Blastro Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to it, and leave me a rating on the iTunes iStore. I'd like to see some more raisins in the sun. Well, that's not, that's bad. I don't want your dream to be deferred. I want my dream to be interred. Interred balls. Because I'm a scarab. I love birds. Hey, leave me a review on iTunes. I'd leave you one if you had any. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, Dottore here. I'm in a bad way. Feel free to leave, leave me a review on iTunes. If you like this. the show... Give it a five-star rating, because those are the only ones that matter. This has been me, Dottore Belordo. Good job, Spores. A+. Plus. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at AskDottore. Go ahead, crank out some questions, scientific or otherwise, that you might have for Dottore, and they shall be answered on the microsodes. Future topics for episodes include geek culture and evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts on the show, you guys? No, I really liked it. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming. I'm so glad we're friends now. Me too. Hug it out. Hug it in. All are punished. The Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon. www.timecrashband.com we sent Punching Jack, our most experienced knight. He fought like a younger man, but in the end, he went. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> you get it. I want to keep her as a separate entity, whom I love. Like perfect in crystalline. Yes, kind of like, uh, like uh, Mr. Freeze's wife. Oh, Nora. Yeah, so if I could do that to her, that'd be great. (laughs) She's a big old fat person. (laughs) But, like, I mean... That guy was Mr. Freeze, right? Yeah. He was good. (laughs) First, tell me where the gold is. I won't. Tell me. It's in my pocket. It's It's in me pocket. Come here. Get yourself a tiny pinch. Oh, I just turned concrete for a minute, Andy. This is a trick. I'm not getting in there. <laughs> What's funny about that? <laughs> no, it was his. <laughs>
he, he was losing diction like a, like a train losing wheels. Anyway. <laughs> he tripped over his own lips. Okay. <laughs> That's immaterial, girl. The thing is, Andy... I just did that joke in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Repeating yourself in your old age. Uh, you can only pull so much bullshit out of your shirt hole, your shirt hole until it comes. You come full circle, and you're in a robberous. You should have a friend do that for you. Girls, I'm sorry. Girls, I'm sorry. Girls, I'm sorry. I made you cry. Girls, I'm sorry. I'm a kind of guy. Bob Hart, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> My name is Tombly. I'm not a very well-formed kind of guy, but most of my My name is Tombly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I found my PDF character this week, Andy. <laughs> my name is... <laughs> okay. Chumbly. 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 Doing good. Doing good. <clears throat> my name is Chumbly. I'm not a very well-formed kind of guy. Most of my liquids kind of snows down on the bus before I got here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What, most of my liquids made? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's not a typo. Most of my liquids made sloshed out on the bus before I get here. Okay. Okay, just that line. Chomp. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Most of my liquids made sloshed out on the bus before I can't dream it. <laughs> sorry. I think part of it is that I have the voice right in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 it's, it's great. It okay. 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 Uh. <laughs> Most of my liquids made sloshed out on the bus before <laughs> You can do it. You have to do it. I don't have to do it. Yeah, but you gotta. I gotta be quiet. Most of my liquids made stuff down the bus before I get. Sorry. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'll go somewhere else. Remember when I had to say that I swam up your hindquarters for pottery? kind of guy. Most of my liquids made slow down on the bus before I got here. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
That was great. Oh, my head hurts. Oh, I think I pulled something in the back of my head. <laughs> Most of my liquid's made. God damn it. I'll do the clap thing. Great. So now you'll know right before that is where the good take is. Alright, Chombly again? <clears throat> <laughs> no, kidding. My name is Chombly. Not a very well-formed kind of guy. Most of my liquids made sloshed out on the bus before... <laughs> It's the worst line ever. <laughs> you guys have to turn ahead. Turn away. Turn away. Don't, don't look at me. <laughs>